ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Patreon bonus time is here. That's right. We're talking about The Hitchhiker, HBO's nudie suspense thriller show for some fucking reason. <laughs> Kill my kill. Uh, my name is Patrick Hamilton. Uh, and honestly, I couldn't do anything on this podcast without the one and only Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing, Gina? I'm good. I'm, I'm disappointed. And I feel like I've let you down in some way with oh, this episode. I, I don't think uh, it would be a, it would have been a monumental surprise to watch an episode of The Hitchhiker and go, well, this is a solid little thriller. Wow. They're, they've really got it together. But the cast of this, you would think, oh man, there must've been something happening here. Otherwise, why would all these people sign up for it? And I guess the answer is they needed some quick cash. Yeah, the uh, the, tent, the the tensest part of a uh, of the whole the whole episode is like a dot matrix printer that somehow <laughs> runs by itself. <laughs> That's the Ghost Rider. At a certain point, oh I was my wondering god, if, you're right. <laughs> I was wondering if Defoe was an actual fucking ghost because. When he, when the little girl comes up to him and he's reading one single page of a newspaper, just, just the, the newspaper is four sides. <laughs> That's it. A single sheet newspaper. And, and, and for reasons untold asks William Defoe, are you a ghost? And he leans in like he's about to turn into the green goblin. He goes, I am a ghost. <sighs> I yeah. Like, hey, you got, maybe yeah. he's a real fucking ghost. I don't know. <laughs> We should probably explain to the to the, to the youths in the audience what the hitchhiker uh -huh. was. <laughs> sure, um, let's do that. <laughs> if you are over the age of forty, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be I'll be a little I'll, I'll say over the age of thirty five, mm -hmm. and your parents had uh, had HBO in the eighties into the early nineties. It is extremely likely that this that the hitchhiker was your your first uh, exposure, no pun intended, mm -hmm. to softcore pornography. <laughs> It was it was the reverse cowgirl of HBO at the time, whereas now everyone has to have sex with a woman fa facing the camera there. It just took at least one scene of breasts to qualify as sexy. Yeah. And, and that was a point where uh, Hollywood discovered boob jobs. Yes. So, so. Uh, we, we see a lot of those mm -hmm. often not very good. No, well, I mean, it wasn't the time for great boob jobs. <laughs> great was you didn't die from it. I think is that's true. What it yeah, that they to. did not use uh, you know tire sealant to uh, make your breasts larger. <laughs> exactly. It's basically like you know, what if we did Hitchcock with full frontal? Yes, but dumb. Just oh yeah, very very dumb. You know, every everybody is is you know either a victim or or just a mustache twirling villain. Yeah. In, in this one, I'm not sure who the villain is. There, everyone, everyone but every, M. Emmett Walsh. Everybody is is involved in in this very complicated, uh, you know, faking of someone's death. Yes. Because you know, you know, solely on the premise that if I, you know, I'm a failed writer in life, mm -hmm. surely when I die, my books will become successful. <laughs> Which, <laughs> sure, I, I guess. I, I mean, uh, maybe. I mean, that's a that's a tough play. Really, honestly, it's like I, I, Barry Bostwick is selling a bill of goods to everyone on this, and then uh, Madeline Sherwood just. 
sweeps in in a blue moo moo and <laughs> she's like she's like a fifth golden girl in this episode. <laughs> and she's like are there parts of the set that are still standing i have been eating for 15 minutes and you're chomp 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 you're like you're not even fucking involved in this why are you acting so hard yeah uh yeah the the entire plot of this this scheme that involves you know you faked suicides and eventually actual murders mm-hmm. you know again is is riding entirely on the, the the idea that that his estate will make millions of dollars because suddenly everybody will become interested in his writing because he is now dead and, and weirdly enough that turns out to be true Every, it, it is true is. but but i'm not sure if that's something that bears itself out in real life Right. Uh, I, the only the you know well, the only examples I can think of uh, in which a writer became famous only after they were deceased is maybe the writer of uh, Confederacy of Dunces, but and and the 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 girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh well, okay, all right, there. But that was you know after. But that I wouldn't have called well him a failed this. writer. It's no, like he wrote no, no, three no. things and they were huge in his home country. They just didn't become popular here right. until after his passing for circumstances. It's it wasn't because of his death. It's just like people caught on to it. Like oh, that seems interesting. And yeah, so Willem Dafoe is described as having had written six novels and like and three short story collections. Right. Barry Boswick is his agent <laughs> who swears up and down. I can, I can sell these for millions when you're, when he's, when you're dead, dude, you couldn't sell these when he was alive. I know. <laughs> and it's like, why, why would you, why would you rely on that? I don't know. There's so much plot crammed into the 22 minutes of actual filmed entertainment of this story. It has, no breath. They're just running at full pace to try to get the 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 double crosses out of, you know, constantly out of the way. There's just, you don't know, this could take place in six hours or 16 weeks. There's just no description of time passing. It's just something that happens in quick uh, succession one after the other. Hey, well, it's, it's, you know, it's worth mentioning that this is, um, 1986. So mm-hmm. Will Defoe was still relatively unknown at this point. I think Platoon came out. I want to say it came out either uh, later in the year. Yeah. So he was he was on the cusp of being discovered. Right. And honestly, he is terrible. Everyone is terrible. In this. Is There's terrible. Emmett Walsh, who is a reliable character actor. You could not ask for a more grounded presence. It simply it doesn't even know where the camera is half the time. And the plot does him no favors. His, his police detective seems to be a complete fucking idiot. And all I can think of, all I can think of is, uh, uh, we hate movies impersonation of, of, of Emma Walsh. Like, How would you rate your marriage, ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> How would you rate your marriage, Gina? And then <laughs> a thumbs up, thumbs down, an amount of stars. And he goes, a plus C minus. That's grading, sir. That's not rating. <laughs> but yeah, you've got Willem Dafoe, who you're supposed to buy as someone who has been cuckolded uh, and, and, for Barry Boswick. seems to be sexless after marriage. And like, there's no fucking way that he's, William he's, Dafoe in any planet isn't fucking constantly. 
he's so he's so bound up by writer's block that he can't even have sex which i know i don't know that that works like that (laughs) i mean gina uh i hate you know hate to break the illusion for people but we are two writers and that's not really how writer's block works no, like, writer's block. Oh, I don't know how to write a sentence. Whoops, my penis doesn't work. There's a lot of there are other things that are going into that that are and not he didn't really have writer's novel block based because he wrote six books and three short story collections. <laughs> that so he suck was actually that no one was, cares about. He was actually a very prolific writer, as it turned out. So right. that's, that's another thing that they are unnecessarily lying about for for no discernible reason. Yeah. Um. Uh. <laughs> And of course, there's Barry, hot sex on a platter, Bostwick, running around in what appears to be an opera coat of some fucking kind. <laughs> it's the most voluminous jacket I've ever seen in my life. It appears to flow behind him as if he is Batman at a business meeting. Yeah, I- Barry, Barry Bostwick, like completely out of character, is a total fucking scumbag. <laughs> and just... The, the very idea, like, you know what? I'm very unhappy in my marriage to Willem Dafoe. The solution to this is Barry Bostwick. Holy fuck. That is dire. Who, uh, what I really love is, like, how they cannot keep their hands off of each other yeah. when Emmett Walsh is talking to them. They're just, they're, they just keep touching each other. They, they keep touching. <laughs> oh, my God. And, you know, Everyone I mean, in this move, in this presentation should be arrested, including M. Emmett Walsh <laughs> on dereliction of fucking duty. Yeah, he he just he you know, they're, they're clearly having an affair. I mean, that little girl at the end of the episode could tell that they were having you know, would be able to tell these people are having an affair <laughs> right. because, again, they just they can't keep their hands off each other. Yes. And I, I mean, you know, if you are going to. uh uh well, one of the things, one of the aspects that's so confusing about this this uh, plot is, mm-hmm. at first, it seems like they might have killed Jeffrey, who is Will right. Defoe's character. Yes, but no, they think he actually committed suicide. Or it's like he do that, they? Well, well, she does. The uh, what's the wife's name? Deborah. Yes, she thinks he, she thinks he 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 did. Barry Boswick obviously knows he did not. Yeah. Uh, uh, or, or does he? I don't know. This plot <laughs> makes no sense. It makes zero fucking sense. So. And you know what also they, doesn't make sense? This this printer that can operate by itself. <laughs> well, I think that is one of those early word processors that you would be able to type. You would be able to type um, stuff into it and print whenever you wish. So it's, it's that print, it's that old, you know, dotted, you know, like a film thread, uh, paper reel is fed through it, but you could write a whole chapter and then hit print and it and it would come out. I don't know how anyone fucking works this way. I have to see the words. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, all, yeah the only I way I make know. money is writing and, uh, I have to see the words. I don't, I don't know how people do this. <laughs> well, well, you have to write your all caps. I'm so sorry, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I have to write a note. I had to write this down to get it out of my head. And now let's go on to what the real work. 
but I have to show my work. What the fuck have you been doing? Well, my process was to write out all the terrible ideas first and then write out the good ideas once I got the terrible ones out of the way. And then, so that and then, is and then hint process. that Barry Boswick tried to murder you in a hot tub. <laughs> Um, the, the idea of a sex scene, the first one, when, when they go back and they're in the, you know, the fenced, the, the oh, screened it's, in porch. It's a real, and it's, and it's a real, you know what it is, Patrick. What? It's a real, have you considered my penis moment? It really is. <laughs> it because she, is. she's mild, she's mildly, you know, maybe put out a little bit that her husband has possibly committed suicide. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, Barry lays the old Boswick charm on her. And, you know, she's, and, and pretty soon she's all right with him taking her shirt off. And then he he takes one bra strap off and then gets down below her. And all we see is the top of his head at her midsection. And, like, what the fuck is he doing <laughs> to her belly, giving her, like, butterfly kisses? What the fuck is happening? Say, like, when you were, like, you know, when you're changing a baby's diaper, you kind of blow a raspberry on their belly yeah, and make yeah. it laugh. <laughs> <laughs> what the, the sexy needed was fart noises, but we don't get any. We just see the top of Barry Boswick's prodigious hair. And he's like, there's no way this can be really sexual because he's not near a sexual organ. Or anywhere that you would really gain pleasure. Once again, we're back to Jade, where someone is performing cunnilingus via their belly button. Like, that's <laughs> not how sex works. Well, I really love <laughs> the the hot tub scene later with uh, Willem Dafoe, who is, who is still alive. Yes, um, very much. He, uh, you know, he's doing his usual menacing Willem Dafoe thing, but really badly. He's not yeah. great here. No. It's like it's like he expended all his energy on being creepy and, and to live and die in L.A. and like had nothing left to give this. He just he just sort of like smirks and looks like he's going to eat a child. Yeah. And, th and that's about it. But yeah, yeah, there's a hot tub scene and, and his wife decides that she's going to hop in the in the hot tub with him. And so she's yes. naked and he looks at her. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, taking a jacuzzi next to your giant neon ice house uh, thing on the wall. Like that's playing too. Like they couldn't have been doing too badly. They have a giant indoor jacuzzi with an ice house neon sign inside. And it's also filmed from like half a football field away. I don't know why there's so much distance put between these two characters, a jacuzzi and the camera. But you can barely make out who's in the fucking scene. <laughs> he's just he's just couldn't be more annoyed that his nude wife is attempting to join him <laughs> in the jacuzzi. <laughs> Maybe he's annoyed at that. Maybe he's annoyed at the amount of sacks that's playing <laughs> after he's dying. There's just an inordinate <laughs> amount of sacks being played. Um, and then they receive a fucking phone call in the middle of it. And Barry Bostwick is now the opposite of them, where he's too close to the camera. <laughs> he's all like, love you, babe. On the phone, um, I'm buenos like. noches. And there's just nothing whiter than Barry fucking Bostwick saying buenos noches. And I don't know if it's it just, it's wild. And he's outdoors, but then all of a sudden, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. He's right behind them in his cable knit sweater, drowning William Defoe. Our our second jacuzzi death. Yes. You know, I honestly think I think the seduction did a little better. Gotta say. Yeah, I definitely feel like Valentine did it better. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, Valentine was a jacuzzi. We've got three now. We've got a genuine trend, death in a jacuzzi, but uh, uh, he's not really dead. That's the other thing. Yeah. No, because um, uh, you know the, the 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 wife tries to dispose of his body. He leaps up <laughs> yet put, again. They put it in the back of a truck, and then M.M. Walsh shows up, and he's like, "Ha! Ah, I happen to be here at a very inconvenient time." But that's Lady in a hurry. <laughs> Whoa, she has places to go. <laughs> yeah, you didn't notice that naked arm hanging out of a fucking tarp. <laughs> We need to check this man's eyeballs. Uh, that I is, do, I do like that 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 Will Defoe took the time to cover himself with the tarp before attacking her. He didn't do it completely <laughs> naked. He's wrapped it around himself like like a lady who doesn't want to be nude after a sex scene. I was gonna Where, say like, it, why, like why are you being modest, Will Defoe? <laughs> There's no way Willem Dafoe, if he's if he's at all naked, he's killing people while naked. He's that's that's a Willem Dafoe thing to me. Yeah, he totally is. Yeah. Or that tarp becomes magical pants. There's only or a bib overall like that. I can totally see from Streets of Fire. But this is very demurely tucked between his bosoms. So this uh, he kills the wife, and, yeah. and before you say or does he, you know he does. Yeah, he um, totally does. And this turns out to be some extremely elaborate plot between him and Barry Boswick, who are not gay lovers. Which no, I, which I, I been, wrote down you know, like, do we have a mousetrap situation? Because then it would have been kind of cool. But this show does not have the courage of mousetraps. Con- oh no, there was this was an extremely heterosexual show, and and yes. and it, you know, understand? I mean, they didn't even have women getting it on with each other. It was this total, you know, you know, lady dude sex all the way. Right. Um, but uh, um. Yeah, but no, it, apparently, you know, Barry Boswick and the, the wife were having an affair because he seems, you know, vaguely put out that she's dead now. Well, but it was a means to an end because they're cutting off the one person who could, you know, get in the way of their money, I guess. And then, and then Will Defoe pours wine in a highball glass? Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, but it's also the color of Hawaiian punch. <laughs> Totally it's not, Hawaiian punch. <laughs> it's uh, not the color of any wine I've come across lately. It, was like it doesn't like take jewel. much it was to like find this. wine. I don't know why they decided to to put you know Mister Pib in a glass, flat Mister Pib in a glass. It was, it was like jewel red, <laughs> <laughs> just so unnaturally red. And if it was for effect, didn't work. There's a lot of for effect moments in this that do not work, including a reading of Jeffrey Hunt's previous novels that uh, he is not a good writer. He's fucking <laughs> yeah, we, terrible. We, we, we can see why he, he you know, didn't make it in life. No, he's, he's a no good, no bueno noches for him. Uh, and the camera just spins the fuck around this reading. Like, uh, don't you feel the, the drama ramping up, you're like, no, I'm getting seasick. And that lady in the moo moo should not be reading anyone else's work. She's terrible at it. The idea uh, I, I love, I think, I think we talked about this on the, I want to say we talked about the episode of the fan, mm-hmm. uh, like fake book titles and in, in oh, movies yeah, yeah. and like fake movie titles and how they're 
because yeah, I was a fan because you pointed out that that we'd be surprised at how many uh, you know, awful names a lot of TV shows and movies go through before they yes. before they you know pick the one they eventually settle on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I forget there was a book and of course it was like this like plain gray jacket with with black letters on it like like it's like uh, you know no frills book. Yes, <laughs> it's a something something store. you would find in you know a used bookstore. You're like people read this, and then he would just spit at it. <laughs> but I love at the end he's reading that 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 like four page newspaper, and it's got his picture. It says famous writer disappears. Yeah, if he was <laughs> look, famous, which, to is, which again was it's, he famous or was he not? Sounds like he. Well, what they're kind of setting up is, is that he made a big splash with his first book and could never follow it up with anything as big, which, you know, there have been plenty of authors who've been in that particular position. But if you can't be so bad at it that you need to fake your own death in order to be known again and be asked by a person, can I have your autograph on this book? while you're trying to catch a ferry out of town and you recently quote unquote died. <laughs> that that's an inconsistency that the hitchhiker hitchhiker has no fucking issue with. It just allows these things to happen. Well, they also, you know, speaking of the hitchhiker itself or himself or whatever, oh. like the, the opening credits, like he's just walking in like this like desolate desert. It's Death Valley. I know this because I've been to Death Valley this year. Should anybody <laughs> hitchhike in Death Valley? I'm guessing not. not. Not with three layers and a leather fucking jacket on. I'll tell you that right now. That is not the place you need to layer when the sun is out. Somewhere mm. somewhere out there, there's like a like a withered skeleton with a, with a leather jacket. <laughs> So My like fingers a- have never been more crossed. They're practically shattering, as yeah. I hope <laughs> that he is a, a a leather jacket clad skeleton somewhere yeah, vulture, on the side of the road in Death Valley. A vulture's picking out his eyeball. <laughs> I want. I'm the next time I see Paige Flesher, he better be a skeleton in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride <laughs> at Disneyland. Well, you don't you don't like sexy Rod Sterling? Rod Sterling? No, I don't. No, I don't particularly care to. Um, his there's something incredibly wrong with his eyes. They don't. They they're not open or they're too closed. But they're I think angled that, in I, such I, a way that he's like a confused Japanese anime character. I think the the phrase. I think what he's trying to go for is a phrase you often see in novels, mm. uh, in which someone has bedroom eyes. <laughs> His bedroom should be condemned. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> There's all sorts of problems with that bedroom. Uh, the exact quote I have from one of his diatribes was, they lived in a triangle of passion and deceit. So how much does a triangle like that cost per month? <laughs> I mean, it's oceanfront property. It's got to be worth a certain amount. That's for sure. Yeah, so Willem Dafoe basically like like uh, pulls a, a, a you know Bo and Luke Duke by trying to leap his car <laughs> over over a bridge that is in the middle of you know, lifting up, and he dies too. I my kingdom, and it's weird to put this out on Patreon because obviously we don't have the the full weight of our listenership, but my kingdom for a gif of his yell as he's driving <laughs> off of that. <laughs> That fairy is the is the the one source of amusement I had the entire 
26 minutes that I endured of this. Yeah, I I, I love Willem Dafoe. I, I honestly think that he is one of our, our best living actors. Yes. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, not so much in this. No, this was, uh, I'm trying to look up the exact air date. Uh, it is not listed on IMDb. <laughs> when this you know because he was he premiered he was nominated for academy award for platoon yeah this is january 7th 1986 yes this this is before that yeah this is after this is after to live and die in la which he's quite good in very Uh, and and he's a very effective in in streets of fire yeah he's very charismatic not at all here no no this is his hair is weirdly feathered um, they're either too far away for him from him or way too close. And he doesn't appear to know his angles as well. I mean, they just don't care The the threesome who write every fucking episode of this must have like a box that they check off because there's no, there truly is no dramatic impact from anything that happens. It's just stuff in a long sequence that happens. There's- yeah. Yeah. I far be it for me to say these things should be longer. Mm. Uh, but, but this episode definitely could have used a little more fleshing out of the, yes. the dynamics of, of this relationship between these three people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everything, virtually everything we know about them is, is, you know, it's, it comes by way of expository dialogue, which is just the, the laziest fucking writing you could possibly do. Yeah. Uh, it is, it just, it, it's because there's just not enough space. They all have to happen one after the other. So, you know, don't have the impact of one decision or the other. And they're not really like, it should be suspenseful within, with, and when M. Emmett Walsh shows up at their doorstep and they're trying to dispose of a body, but because it has to happen in 90 seconds, it just, there's just no room to breathe at all. And yet it spends so much time on weird establishing shots or two minutes listening to a woman, you know, read out loud the worst writing you've ever heard about, about, I don't trust people who eat meat, but Hitler was a vegetarian. You're like, what the fuck? Is yeah, so like, there's some like, like faux beat poetry kind of like, like, like it's like, no wonder you didn't sell any books. Yeah. Um, oh, we really God. should have, we should have picked on the other one with the, uh, the voodoo cursed, uh, bride and groom dolls. Well, you know, there's always February. That could be, <laughs> <laughs> we could, we could always do the uh, hitchhiker episode by episode. <laughs> Talk about it after Hannibal's done. Whatever, whatever. So, until we run out of finding episodes on HBO, because H- <laughs> on, on YouTube with HBO Max, they bring them back this shit. No, they're not. They're not paying anyone's royalties for this. That is not happening. They've decided to let this die. They, they don't have any. They don't have any of all that, that like adult stuff. Like they don't. Do you remember, do you remember real sex? Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and, and, and you, you, I'm assuming you were like me, and you watch out like, ew, I'm never doing any of that. this is gross they used to have a a football show called fourth and 40 first and 10 first and 10 that was the one that oj was on for a little while yeah there was that uh yeah real sex is the one that stands out to me because like they would have like you know swingers and they looked like what you would think of when you think of swingers Mm -hmm. 
and and this, like you know just you know, oh my god we're talking about masturbation <laughs> <laughs> that's very naughty <laughs> very um this a- went on for six seasons over eight years yep and then i think tales from the crypt killed it thank god I, thank god it killed it I, again the only good thing it did was introduce a lot of impressionable you know adolescents to to you know to sexuality on screen where you didn't have to like, you know, you know, watch through the, 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 you know, static doubt, you know, adult locked playboy channel. Right. Yeah. You, you, it, it was, you know, it was nice to get that little thrill. Like I'm not supposed to be watching this, you know? <laughs> but it's on HBO. It must be okay. Um, did you know at one point, uh, Paige Fletcher, the original hitchhiker was replaced by Nicholas Campbell. I- do remember that i do remember that believe it or not I, i'm constantly amazed at the weird useless shit i remember but yes i yeah. do remember that i mean the kind of like they would occasionally get people on who had done something or would do something like christy alley shannon tweed jill hennessy was on there um you've got uh uh the in the um the cursed uh uh bride and groom cake topper you've got bruce greenwood who actually went on to a pretty respectable acting career oh yes very exceedingly and he's he's grown very he's one of those people who aged so well yeah that now you see bruce greenwood you're like oh hey (laughs) um yeah like robert vaughn sybil danning michael o'keefe tom scarrett like these are people who shouldn't be doing tv um, but and it they probably shouldn't be up. doing it probably not doing TV where people are like getting naked, getting naked around them. Right. But you know, they have mortgages just like anyone else. So I guess <laughs> this was reasonably local <laughs> or maybe it filmed in Canada for all I know. It, pay, it pays better than being a failed writer of six novels and three <laughs> short story collections. <laughs> but who also um, can apparently afford a, a, a beachfront home with a jacuzzi. Yes. Yes, uh, indoor jacuzzi. When you live near the beach, that seems odd to me. When you, but when you get very annoyed when your nude wife attempts to join you in it. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm something of a jacuzzi enthusiast myself. <laughs> like this acting performance is out, the entire time he's on screen is outdone by when he gets smacked in the hand by by aunt may when he reaches for a, a, a marshmallow <laughs> in the original spider like he's better in that scene than any moment in this entire uh, yeah movie. i don't know what went what went wrong here i i have this is i this is probably one of the, the only times i could say that i've seen him in a bad performance and and maybe he just it's not that he's not trying there's a difference between not trying and and giving a bad performance. He's just bad here. And he, he's not filmed in a way that you can feel any emotion from him. It's just, it's terribly done on, right. on and, almost and, every level. Right. And he's, you know, he's, you know, a one note villain again, because we don't know anything about this character uh, until this, you know, extraordinarily convoluted, fake suicide slash murder slash second murder yeah. plot goes underway. So I was like, well, he, was he always like this? 
<laughs> was Barry Bostwick always like this? Was he always wearing coats so voluminous that they would flap behind him if he walks at a nice clip? You know, is he pulling Barry Bostwick into this plot because he's blackmailing him because he was boning the wife? We don't know. We don't find that out. No. You know, it's it's just it's it was so much of it is just told, but not ever shown or explained. It's also not helped by the fact that it sounds like a family is gathered together and a mom gets up in front of someone and says, all right, everyone, Lionel Jr. is now going to play the psycho theme on his new Cassia. Oh my God. Shameless. It's just shameless. I mean, I was thinking about Sue. I was talking to someone about the movie malignant Mm. and, and it's heavy reliance you deliberately on, on, on the pixies. Where's my mind for, for it's, it's theme, it's theme, it's score. Mm-hmm. But to me, that was very clever, right? Because it sort of hints at you know what happens in the movie. Not and that's it's not that's cre- hard. And they're credited, and they as- are credited, and it, and it just yes. kind of works. Here, yeah. it's just like, hey, remember Alfred Hitchcock? <laughs> like, I do remember Alfred Hitchcock. He was better than this. This this is his most famous movie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like. Oh, it is terrible. Alfred uh, Hitchcock never had to have a new jacuzzi death scene in his <laughs> movies. Not for a lack of trying. He wanted to get there. Just everyone would hold him back. Um, yeah. Uh, this was this. I mean, it was a breezy watch, and this is a very breezy episode because almost nothing happens in the twenty-two minutes except for all the plot. No, like, and, like the, 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 you know, there's, you know, there's one barely, you know, uh, you, you could barely call it a sex scene, which yeah. is, which is disappointing for, for this. Cause usually that's, you know, you could rely on that for, for the hitchhiker, you know, like the kills aren't any good. Yeah. I guess we're down to choose your own death venture. And that's where we decide of the deaths presented in this rather paltry episode of the hitchhiker. Uh, if you were forced to die that way, which one would you choose and why? And of course, up for bid here, we have uh, be thrown off a cliff into the rocky waters below, or you could be poisoned by Hawaiian punch. In a, in, or in, a, you, in a highball glass. In a highball glass. And not notice that the other person is drinking when you've entered a murdered plot with them. I mean, okay. And then... There's drive off the end of a ferry screaming with all your weird teeth until you hit the waters below. Um, so, Gina, what say you? Oh, come on. It's got to be the third one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want I, I just want people to see it here like cargo by me. Going, ah! <laughs> like the hell's going on there? <laughs> What, why why was that why was Gina just reading the front and back page of a newspaper? Famous podcaster disappears. <laughs> Gina, will you sign my iPhone? <laughs> the picture of me looks like a mugshot for some reason. M. Emmett Walsh increases his hot pursuit to a light increase of pace. <laughs> I mean, he's M. Emmett Walsh has not run go. since 1975, and it shows. And he sure, certainly does not run here. Um, uh, I'm going with uh, poisoned by Hawaiian punch. 100%. Well, you get you, you get a nice drawn out, like gasping, sweaty sex, uh, the death scene. Yeah. With a very nice and sweater. That, 
Yeah. And the really cool sweater. So, and I get to have Barry Boswick's hair for a little while. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. But he's still, he's still kind of in that, that Dilf era. So that, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't want that close up though. Well, no, <laughs> close yeah, up nobody, with, nobody knows how to, nobody knows how to shoot a close up on this show. No. <laughs> the director of this went on to do nothing. And before that he had done nothing. <laughs> And, um, I mean, he made, uh, foreign films of a type, of a type, uh, a type oh. I didn't care for, I guess. Is, oh, I, I thought you were going to say they did like, you know, you, uh, you know, Swedish stewardess go to, go to Rome or something. <laughs> Swedish stewardess go to Rome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're saying like, you're like of a type. <laughs> Shankle, Carl Shankle. Very, um, very heavy, heavy, heavily weighted words there. The only thing on his entire resume and the top of his filmography is second unit or assistant director. So director, 19 credits below second unit director. So that's how wonderful he was thought of. Um, he did direct an episode of The Profiler. So there's that. Um, and uh, the only one I really recognize is Night Moves from 1992 from my days at Blockbuster Video. Uh, during a chess tournament, a grandmaster is suspected of murdering Debbie after sex. He helps the police as murders continue. So, oh, is and, that because that could that go on our list for After Dark? Yeah, I think that might be an After Dark. Yeah. Is that is that so? Is that Knight Moves or Night Like Nighttime? It's Knight. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Christopher Lambert. So you know it's going to be sexy. Uh, Tom Skerritt. Uh, with or without mustache? I don't know. Um, uh, I'm looking. Oh, Catherine Isabel probably as a child. I was no. going to say she had to have been like the nun. Yeah. Uh, and I think there. And Diane Lane, who's and Daniel Baldwin. Oh my God! Well, that takes all the sex appeal out of this. <laughs> um, yeah. So yes, I will add that to the the after dark bullpen because this looks really bad. It's a uh, it, I don't know six stars out of ten, uh, out of over eight thousand reviews. Yeah, so. but IMDb tends to be a little generous with their reviews. Daniel Baldwin looks like Mr. Potato Head with a wig. Uh, that's, that can't be good. Oh my God. I always this, wonder, I always wonder what it would be like to be like Daniel Baldwin, you know, with the other Baldwins. Remember him bringing, you know, think about him bringing like a girlfriend home during college. Just, just all of them stealing her <laughs> as well. Occupying him with like, open my beer, Daniel. And that's how it goes. Just taking turns. Cause the same, her like a river. Cause the same kind of confusion as like, you go home to the Halls for Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh man. Am I that into one. men now? I don't know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, that's the hitchhiker. Everyone don't watch it. <laughs> no, I mean, I, like I said, go, go for the, the first, the very first episode is the one about the, 
the the voodoo cursed uh, uh, bride and groom cake topper. That that was yeah. that was pretty wild. I, yeah, I, I that, remember I remember the ending of it like I just saw it yesterday if you can believe that shit and, and, and uh, well, I can okay, barely there's I can, always I, February I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday but I remember the ending of the fucking hitchhiker from 1986 <laughs> you need to clear your cash because I, I, I do there's, there's real space that could be used for better things I, I have way too many useless cookies stuck up there <laughs> Oy, ay, ay. Uh, so that just about does it. Uh, of course, at the end of the month, we'll have uh, a Halloween 3 commentary for you. I can't wait to watch Halloween 3. It's been a minute. So I'm excited. I just watched it last month, but I'm still excited to see it anyway. Yeah. Uh, and uh, next month will be listener's choice. So, you know, uh, we've we've had some. I mean, Project Metal Beast was right up our alley. That was uh that was a good suggestion. Maybe, maybe take it easy on the Barry Boswick. I, I think we've had a, <laughs> I, I think we've had a medically advisable, uh, a medically advisable amount of Barry Boswick over the past months. Truly, I cannot, I cannot take any. Uh, my doctors have warned me any more Boswick, and uh, I could be in serious trouble. So uh, anything outside of Boswick, we're we're. We're, we're available for i think we, we you know our parameters anyways uh that just about does it um thank you so much uh for our patron do we have any new patrons uh or we had our big increase with yeah the it's plate- it's plateauing a little bit but that's fine i don't i don't expect much this time of year because everybody is uh, well, I mean, people have other so thank you very much if you're still yeah. spending money on us yeah when you could be Spending money at so many other places, but we you're do yeah, have, keeping the lights on. We do have um, a new patron, uh, TJ Dayton. Oh, and uh, we have uh, uh, Christina Spetnuski took a little break, but she's back with us. So we really appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. Wonderful. Thank you so much to all of you. Uh, you know what's coming up. Uh, join us back on the main feed. Um, and uh, we may have some disruption around Christmas time. Uh, we may throw up a, a, an older Patreon episode simply because I, I of my travel schedule and work schedule has been kind of crazy. But uh, we're not, we won't leave you completely hanging. Although patron, patrons, you have all these episodes that you can listen to. So there's that as well. Uh, but thank you so much for your help and your time and the and attention in this very silly uh, banner. Uh, for myself and for Gina. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.